Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Stewart. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back at the tailgate. I still don't know how my mic's reacting, because it's been, sounded bad lately, because I yell a lot, and I'm used to StreamYard setup, not Skypes. But we're moving on. I told you we'd be back with our regularly scheduled programming after we had our interview with Big Hawk come out on Tuesday. I'm back with Kiernan. Kiernan, how are you doing? I'm great after a wonderful bowl season. It was so much fun to watch, so I'm I'm just vibing. Yeah, and unfortunately, I didn't come back as much as I would have liked to last week. So you're having a better bowl season than I am. <laughs> but I called my shot. I called the upset. Tulane coming back in the Cotton Bowl to win it as time expires. It is beautiful. Cannon, what were your thoughts on the Cotton Bowl? Uh, my thoughts of the Cotton Bowl were was pain, pain, and more pain because I was I was watching it and I was just watching like you know USC took a commanding lead in the first half and then I just watched the score get chipped away piece by piece by piece and then at the very end you t- started texting me going Tulane. <laughs> Just in was, all caps. It was ridiculous. Do you want to know the worst part about those texts? What? I was stone cold sober. <laughs> I wasn't the worst part. Well, because like after the Alabama Tennessee game, I was hammered texting you very aggressive things about the game. <laughs> stone cold sober. It's like too late. Let's fucking go. So yeah, I was sober for that, and uh, it made it better actually. Uh, sobriety's oh, not bad. If I didn't remember that game, that would have been disappointing. But it was great. Uh, It was a lot of fun to watch. I'm very curious if Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley, like, tag-teamed every defensive player's girlfriend or something. Because that defense has been selling out all year. Yeah. You had an all-time performance from Caleb Williams in that game. And the defense couldn't buy a stop. 
Yeah. It, the, the USC defense, I mean, UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten in, what, two years, I think? Like, they're going to need to come up with some defensive system because they cannot allow that. It's it's just, it's not feasible in that conference. I still cannot wait for the first time USC has to line up against a power eye in a blizzard. Yep, against Wisconsin, and it's fucking coming down like there's no tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I don't think there'll be a single USC fan in that stadium. No, there won't be. They'll be at home in L.A. just relaxing in the sunshine, probably paying attention to the game, sort of, checking the score maybe while at the beach. Yeah, probably. It's going to be great. Th- those two schools, and I, I know USC in the past has been dominant. They've had fans. But they. My, I feel like part of the issue with some of these L.A. teams are they have a national brand. Nationally, they have a lot of fans of people who grew up watching them. In L.A., though, you have to compete with – USC has to compete with UCLA, Stanford in the area, then the Rams, the Chargers, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Angels, the Dodgers. I don't know if there are enough fans, and I don't know how they'll travel to a cold-weather environment. God, no. I, I mean, like, the Wisconsin fans, when they get in a bowl game – actually, any team up north, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa – uh, Ohio State, any of them, when they get a bowl game, 90% of them are down south. So, like, they're just loving it. They're like, oh, finally I get a relief from this, you know, cold weather. I don't have to worry about my hands being fr- frostbitten off. So the the players are probably the same way. They're coming down there like, oh, my God, it's so refreshing. There's tons of, you know, nice, <laughs> nice warm air. I can, I can breathe normally. I don't need an oxygen mask every time I step off the field. So, no, like, I, I I don't know how they're ever going to compete, and I don't know why they ever wanted to compete in the Big Ten. They should have just stayed in the Pac-12 and dominated. Money. Uh, I the mean, big... how much more money are they expecting? Like, <laughs> I know the deal was good, but I can't imagine it being that good. Just take yeah, these Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12's uh, just money situation is not great. Uh, it, they're they're not bringing in as much money as the Big Ten is, but I don't know. It, and also, like for someone from, and I don't mean to knock these these states and these cities, but for someone like a fan from Lincoln, Nebraska, or Madison, Wisconsin, going to Atlanta for the Peach Bowl, going to New Orleans for the Sugar Bowl, going to Dallas for a Combo, that's a vacation. You get right. out of the cold weather. You go to a big city. You get to. Why the fuck would someone from L.A. want to go to Atlanta? They don't. They don't care. It's not nearly as muggy in L.A. Yeah, so, and by the way, I love Atlanta. I've been there a couple times. It's a great city. I'm not knocking Atlanta. I'm more knocking people from L.A. Which is the correct thing to do. <laughs> yes, I just want to. I just want to get that out of the way. I love Atlanta. I have no <laughs> I issues. Want to clear the air here. It's no issues with ATL. Uh, so yeah, just just to be clear, Atlanta, you're cool. LA, fuck you. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting fucked. Oh God. <laughs> a fun story coming out of LSU this week. Uh, they won their bowl game. Obviously, they dominated Purdue. Uh, it was kind of cool seeing all the LSU players. Shaking hands with Drew Brees after because they a lot of them were from Louisiana, grew up Saints fans. But 
Uh, there was some drama surrounding the game. Uh, we talked about this last week. A couple weeks ago, Keishon Boutte said, no, I'm not going to the draft. I'm going to come back for my senior year. And then he was like, actually, I am going to go to the draft, and I'm not going to play in the bowl game. I was like, well, what happened? Like, why? What? What's with the change? Blah, blah, blah. Reports are he was asked to leave the program, and they weren't going to say why. LSU has not said why. But there are rumors circulating that in Atlanta during the SEC championship game, there was a sex party, and some participants got caught. Of course. Five of them, to be specific, have been identified. Kayshawn Boutte, Destiny Wilson, the on-campus recruiting coordinator, Cortez Hankton, Cortez Hankton, excuse me, wide receivers coach, J.R. Belton, director of recruiting, and Corey Phillips, associate director of player personnel. And Boutte's dismissed, asked to leave. Wilson resigned on December 8th. Hankton will be terminated effective after the game. Uh, allegedly after the bowl game. I'm not sure if it's happened yet. And Belton, the reputed inst- reputed instigator, and Phillips are not known yet, but both are almost certainly gone. This is all alleged. I'm not saying it's true, but it's a great story. And I'm sure Ed Orgerot is pissed that he got fired before this happened. <laughs> Wait, why is he pissed before it happened? Because he wanted to be there. Oh, I see. Sorry. Okay. You yeah, wanted to be sense. at the sex party, Coach O? Yeah. He wanted to lay that pipe. Although, based on some of the pictures that have come out after his divorce, he doesn't need any help in that department. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's hilarious. Uh, it, it It's also, like, it's a win-win for Boutte. He's probably, like, a late first anyway. Yeah. Uh, Kayla, what are your thoughts on the LSU sex party? Uh... You know, if this was any other program, I'd say I'd be shocked, but I'm not even surprised. Like, I'm not even remotely surprised because it's exactly the sort of LSU thing to do. And I, I, to be honest, it it has. I don't I don't see how anything like if there's any negative consequences due to this, except a few people getting fired and resigning. And from that, I just say if you're resigning that quickly after something comes out, I'm just like, yeah, you definitely did it. But, you know. Yeah, I I don't think anything will come. I don't think these people will coach again for a while or work for a college, but I don't think anything will come of it against LSU. No. The NCAA is generally actually pretty good, and I will give them credit for this. If you have an issue and you handle it within your program, they generally are hands off with it. Yeah. Like, if a team just suspends a guy at the NCAA, they'll go, well, the team's handling it. We don't need to do anything. The problem is when you get caught for it. Right. But, when it's an outside thing, that's when it's an issue. But no, and again, this is all alleged. I don't want to get sued. But according to this report, I forget where I saw this on Twitter, but apparently Destiny Wilson, the lone female of this affair, they called it. Has a history of this sort of behavior in LSU. They said we, so I don't know if they, it's like in the school or like someone who's just a fan, but in LSU failed to catch it in due diligence. So I don't know. I think, I hope this is true. I think this would be so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. It, it, at this point, it's it's just comedy. It's, it, I mean, I don't think anybody's been uh, necessarily hurt by that. Maybe their reputation's sure, but like, as long as it was all consensual, I mean, that's the kind of the what's coming. That's how I understand this, because nobody's 
like pressing charges or anything yeah, it, like that. So it, it was just a good old fashioned orgy. Yeah. You know, it's fun, fun for the whole family over <laughs> the age of 18. Don't say that. <laughs> I added the stipulation over the age of 18. Uh, also, Brian Kelly said he can't speak to some of the reasons Keishon Boutte was announced as unavailable for their bowl game. So yeah. something happened. I hope it's this. Yeah, it, it was definitely that. Oh, please be true. But let's, I don't know how to move off from sex. Yeah, ch- changing trajectory entirely. I, I, don't know how to, I don't know how to get off of this subject. Uh, Sean Clifford, Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Kieran, what, what did you have fun? Did you have a fun Rose Bowl? I I had a fun Rose Bowl from the second half onwards. Uh, I the first the first series, so you know, uh, coin toss went Utah's way. They deferred, obviously. Um, first first drive, they get like I don't know five yards maybe. Then Clifford gets sacked for. Uh, you know, long, a uh, third and long, and so then they have to punt it away. And, and I text you with this, and I just go, and Penn State's lost. Um, and I think it was that pessimistic nature that kind of carried me through the game because uh, as uh, as it got towards the middle of the game, my dad actually texted me, and this is a really funny conversation that I'd like to, to bring into this. He goes, he texts me, he goes, uh, 14-14, quietly confident question mark and i said no not at all watching penn state play is like is like trying to climb out of hell while the devil and all his demons whip you until you go insane and my dad claps back with the best uh cross sport reference i've ever heard he goes oh so the tottenham of the ncaa which just hurt so much more yeah, I, I don't know if that's our target, if our target ends will really give a shit about the Premier League, but it's a very apt comparison. I will, I mean, I will say I that. Like, I feel like people that, that watch or that listen to this and watch sports know about at least somewhat about the Premier League. Oh, just yes, understand I, this. If the context of this joke is this, Tottenham is really, really good at failing at big games. That's what they're, they're, they're known for. Yes. Um. Yeah. I I have some thoughts on this game. Actually, I have t- mainly the quarterbacks. First off, how on earth does Cam Rising ever play football? How is he not hurt every single game? Every time he scrambles. And look, I'm not knocking him. Dude's got heart. He wants to run and he wants to win the game. He's just throwing his body around. <laughs> and it's. it's- he well, he's not built different. He got hurt. <laughs> he's built the same. He just happened to not get hurt for a good chunk of the year. Yeah. And second, my second thing I noticed, Sean Clifford. He's not that bad. When he's on, he is on. Yeah. And it's I I texted you, Karen, about this. I tweeted it as well. I'm going to read some stats. We're just going to go through their best season. Okay. Sean Clifford. We're going to go his senior year this year's best year by far, but also not by far His sophomore. year was pretty good in his first senior year because of the COVID year. Also not bad, but this year 
2,822 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, seven picks. And then on the ground, 176 yards on 69 attempts for five touchdowns. Pretty good stat line. Passing yards are a little low. Uh But, you know, there's been worse. There have been much worse. Doesn't turn the ball over that often, just at the worst possible moment you can imagine. Yeah. Next, I'm going to read you some other stats. This other quarterback's best year, 2,826 passing yards. 24 touchdowns to 13 interceptions with 376 rushing yards and nine on the ground. And since we also brought up some other good years, we'll bring up this quarterback's other year as a starter this year, 2,406 yards, 19 touchdowns, 10 picks. He was injured for a good chunk of the year. He only played 11 games, 72 rushing attempts or negative 107 yards and two rushing touchdowns. You would think that this is a guy Maybe a late pick, a guy who he's young, so he's like a junior maybe, so he's got a couple years on. No, no, this is Mel Kuyper's number one quarterback, number one overall pick, Will Levis. I tweeted, if you want Will Levis but don't want to use a top five pick on you because you have a fucking brain, just take Sean Clifford in the sixth round. They're basically (laughs) the same. Seriously. They are the same person. Play style's a little different. Uh, Will Levis does run a little bit more, as you can see by the 376 yards on the ground, nine touchdowns. But really, it comes down to it, in terms of production, basically the same player. And the poor point is, is Mel Kuyper, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. There, there's, uh, there would be a hundred quarterbacks I'd pick before Levis and Clifford. And, and, and the other thing is, they're both products of Penn State. Like. For those of you who don't know, Will Levis transferred out of Penn State, went to Kentucky. Uh, and, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It, it's not like Will Levis is a bad quarterback. It's just he's not first or second round material. He's like the backup guy you go and get if you need something. Uh, but uh, I, they're the same. They're literally the same player. And I don't I, – they're fine. They're fine. They're perfectly average quarterbacks. And they'll get the job done most of the time. But they're not going to win you big games. And I say that with Clifford winning (laughs) the Rose Bowl. But that was the odd exception to the rule rather than the actual rule. Yeah, we've seen Clifford not win big games plenty of times over the past five years. (laughs) Let's let's not act like, let's not give a Zach Wilson situation here. Well, he won this last big game. He had a good final year. He's a great quarterback. And I've seen people making this comparison to Will Levis and Zach Wilson. Will Levis isn't quite the same. He did not have this upward transjection. Trajectory is the word I was looking for, not transjection. Words are hard. Uh, it's not like halfway through his last year, like, oh, this guy's great. He has all the intangible. Will Levis has been projected to be a first-round pick since last year. So I don't think they're quite the same player. I think it is, though. Last year, he looked like a first-round pick at times, so they're like, so they just kind of continued that thought process, even while he was injured, didn't play as well this year. And it's it's curious. I feel bad for whatever fan base is going to get stuck with him with their fifth overall pick. Yeah. Be, and also people talk about the athletic ability, the arm talent, the intent. I don't see it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like, it, like yeah, it's he's perfectly fine, but it's not something that you like blows your mind or anything like that. He doesn't, 
he doesn't do anything exceptionally. Yes, that that's a good way to put like, it. Like, if you're going to reach on a guy like this, he either needs to have the biggest arm in the draft, the smartest guy in the draft, or the most athletic guy in the draft. Yeah. He's not the most athletic. That's probably Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. He's not the smartest. That's probably Bryce Young. In terms of football intelligence, I'm not knocking any of these guys' actual intelligence, but in terms of football, probably Bryce Young. Bryce yeah. Young's probably the most accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say maybe C.J. Stroud might have the best arm. He's got a cannon on him. Yeah, he does. C.J. Stroud does have a cannon. And he's accurate, too, so I'm not saying that yeah, he's yeah, yeah. out of it. But you have to do one thing better than everyone else, I feel, at least in your draft class. He doesn't. Mm-hmm. Now, you could argue if you average everything together, that guy might be like, he doesn't have the best arm, but he has a second best. He's not the athletic, but he's the second most athletic. He's not the smartest, but he's the third. It's not, though. It's C.J. Stroud, best arm. Bryce Young, most accurate, smartest. C.J. Stroud, probably a close second in accuracy. Anthony Richardson, more athletic. Bryce Young's probably more athletic. C.J. Stroud, we don't know. He doesn't fucking run half the time, except he did this weekend. So it's not... I just don't see it. And I did not want this to be a draft talk episode, but I just had to get that out there, that I don't see the Will Levis hype. And a lot of people don't. Right. This isn't necessarily a hot take, but some people are saying like, well, Will Levis is probably like a top five. He fucking shouldn't be. No. And and Mel Kuyper would be an idiot to pick him over literally anybody else. I, I mean, this is the same guy who said if Jimmy Clausen wasn't a great NFL quarterback, he was going to retire. Yeah, that's fair. He said he wants eight years. He said that about 10 years ago. So Mel, <laughs> hang him up, bud. You're done. Pack him in. Let's let's also not forget the the most important thing about Will Levis is the fact that he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. That should drop your draft stock at least five rounds, in my opinion. Like, if you want a Will Levis who doesn't make the most disgusting drink known to man, get yourself a Sean Clifford. That's uh, who ra- you want. That's who you want. This garbage, garbage drink that he makes, and I've seen him drink it. It's the most disgusting thing in the world. Uh, and it also raises questions about de- decision making. Yes, yes, perfect. Like it, you want this guy that? leading, leading your team. Yeah. How the fuck are his teammates going to react to that first practice where he walks into the facility with his mayo and his coffee and eating a banana with the peel on? Yeah. Okay. Eyebrows will be raised. Yeah, they, they'll look at me like this guy's a fucking freak. I'm not. I'm not listening yeah. to anything he says. <laughs> yeah. The and and sorry, just that we're we're still kind of on the Clifford Levis debate. Let's not forget, um, Sean Clifford has uh, the most, um, the most passing yards, the most touchdowns, the most interceptions, the most wins, uh, the most attempts the most rushing yards, like, for a Penn State quarterback. And you go, yeah, because he's been there for an eternity. Of course he has more wins than, you know, Trace McSorley or whatever. But Trace McSorley could get it done in three, three, four years. Like, Yeah. So uh, th- there are people all like, oh, it's a, it's a Penn State record. No, it isn't. It's two extra years of eligibility is what it is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but let's move on to the college world playoffs. I think this is the first year that we can look at the semifinal games and go, yeah, no, they got all four right. Yeah, 
Agreed. I would even go far as go as far as say this is the best college football playoff we've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I'd have to agree because I, the like the games we we've seen in the past where Clemson would play Ohio State or Alabama would would play. Uh, I don't know Ohio some, State. Ohio State. I really Ohio State's the only odd one out here. That and Ohio State just gets absolutely dominated by those teams and it's like 31 nothing or you know 30 nothing and it's like you know they completely demolish the spread and things like that and you just go that's so like that's so boring now i have to wait for the the natty who's going to be clemson and alabama georgia and alabama whatever and now we're just like this is literally a point difference and it is fantastic I I I cannot wait for the Natty. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I I really hope one of these teams don't fuck it up. I hope it's not a. I hope they they continue the trend of close games, which I think yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah. But uh, also, real quick, that was not targeting on Marvin Harrison. Thank you. If you want to say defenseless receiver, I can see that. I, I don't agree with it necessarily. You're trying to make a play, but it's not targeting. He led with his shoulder. Yes. It's a shame that Marvin Harrison went down. Georgia has the most luck with knocking out top receivers on the other team. Yes. But it's it's not fucking targeting. Like, get no, at it. Get I, at it. I, and here's, here's the thing. When, when I, like, first, when I was, like, watching it, I was like, ah, you know, is that is that bordering on the line? Like, I couldn't really tell. And then watching replays and then re-watching it, you know, a, a few days after – and I'm seeing all these things on Twitter and Instagram. It's like, oh, I was targeting, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I am trying to see targeting. I am, believe me. And I understand how it's how it can be construed as targeting, but it wasn't targeting. That's that. I'm sorry, it wasn't. It was a it was a rough hit. He did get concussed or knocked out or whatever, and it that sucks because you know it 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 looked like a bad hit, but it wasn't targeting. And I'm and I'm like, sorry guys, you know, it's it's yeah. tough. I have no issues with the refs throwing the flag initially. Like, yes, absolutely. Yes, it be, 100%. Because go to the review, double check. No issues with that. But they made the right call upon yeah, review. The only people still thinking it's targeting are Ohio State fans and people who fucking hate Georgia. And I hate Georgia. It's not targeting. Right. I also hate Ohio State, so it's a toss-up. But uh, some quick news before we get into our Week 18 bowl extravaganza review uh grace mccall has decided to go back to coast carolina he has pulled his name from the transfer portal big get for coastal to get him back for another year a lot of teams are probably pissed and barry petrino hired by unlv to be their offensive coordinator one month ago is heavily in negotiations with jimbo fisher and texas a&m to be their offensive coordinator so fuck you, a And M fans who are like, we beat the the Petrino allegations. No, you did not. <laughs> all right, let's get into all of these fucking bowl games because we twelve games was excessive. <laughs> You're the one that picked some. Hang on, yeah, twelve. Yeah, twelve was excessive. I apologize, Kiernan. That was this was unnecessary. <laughs> but it was fun. Yes, it was. Especially, it was not necessary, especially because of what I did for the Natty, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. 
First up, we have the Cheez-It Bowl. Oklahoma versus Florida State. FSU won 28-20. All right, no, FSU won 35-32. My apologies. Kiernan had them winning 28-20. I had them 35-17. I gave Kiernan the win on that one because uh, Oklahoma did cover. So I did not get a win. Kiernan did. See, don't don't never say I'm unfair. It's also making up for earlier in the season when I just I fucked up. I gave myself a point and you not you and you caught it. So the point correct total is correct, but I, I'm going to be fair and give Kiernan the point there. Uh, next up, number twenty Texas versus number twelve Washington. Kiernan had Texas forty to twenty eight. I Texas twenty eight to twenty one. Washington won twenty seven to twenty. So neither of us get a point there. Boy, did we get that one wrong? Yes. We did, unfortunately. Uh, next up, Gator Bowl, Notre Dame versus South Carolina. Karen had Notre Dame 24-21. I had South Carolina 24-21. Notre Dame won 45-38, so there's a point to Karen. Uh, the Orange Bowl, Tennessee versus Clemson. Karen had Clemson 34-27. I had Clemson 40-24. Tennessee won 31-14. We are oh, just on. doing we're doing great, bud. Yeah, but I just, I just want to say... I know we both lost that pick, but are we also glad that Tennessee won? Or at least am I glad that Tennessee won? Because I know you hate Tennessee. Yeah. I no, think I hey. – do you hate Tennessee more as a team? Yes. Or do you hate – not a whole lot, Or do you hate Dabo Sweeney more? Oh, Tennessee. Okay. All right. I had to check. I just wanted to be sure. Dabo annoys me more than Tennessee fans annoy me, but I hate Tennessee more as an okay. institution. Okay. Okay. Also, I'm glad you brought this up. Oh, boy. Sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm, Shouldn't have done I'm that. I'm glad you brought this up. I have never been to Clemson's campus. Campus. I'll be honest. Never was on my radar. I've been to Knoxville. I've been to Tennessee's campus. What a fucking pit. <laughs> place is disgusting. Now, I don't know if they've made any renovations in the past, oh, like eight fucking years. But, oh, God, it's disgusting. Yes. All the buildings haven't been updated and renovated since, like, the 70s. Oh, man. So, yeah, no, Knoxville's a disgusting place for disgusting people. <laughs> uh, all right, next up, we have the Sugar Bowl, Alabama versus K-State. Kiernan at Alabama 28-21. I had Alabama 24-22. Alabama won 45-20. So, Alabama covered, and as penance for doubting the tide, Kiernan gets a point there. Woo! Next up, in... The game nobody saw coming in terms of offensive output for one team. The Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. Kiernan had Iowa 14-10. I had Iowa 12-9. Iowa won 21 nothing. So we were, we were way off, but we both got a point there. Yeah. Next up, our first of the College Bowl Playoff semifinals, the Fiesta Bowl. Michigan versus TCU. Kiernan had Michigan 38-21. I had Michigan 45-30. TCU won 51-45, so neither of us get a point there. The second of the cultural playoffs, uh, Georgia versus Ohio State. Kiernan had Georgia 42-28. I had Georgia 49-14. Georgia won, but they won 42-41. So Kieran and I are each getting half a point because we, we were right, but we were so wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, Mississippi State versus Illinois. Uh, it's... Rip Mike Leach. Those helmets were fire. They Kiernan, were. Mississippi so State, 34-32. Cool. I had them 38-26. Mississippi State won 19-10. to 10. 
So I could have continued the trend of, well, I like whoever picked who covered got it, but I'm going to give Cannon a point in honor of Mike Leach. So we both get a point there. Uh, next up, the Cotton Bowl Classic. Kiernan had USC 35 to 30. I had Tulane 38-35. Tulane won 46 to 45. So I get a point. Kiernan can fuck off. Next up, we have the Citrus Bowl. The Cheese at Citrus Bowl. And I'm, I'll bring that up in a second. LSU versus Purdue. LS, Kiernan had LSU 32-17. I had LSU 27-13. I don't have this fucking score in front of me. I don't know why I didn't write it down. It was like 67 to nothing. What was it that high? I don't remember it being that high. 63 to 7, sorry. So LSU won 63 to 7. Uh, so we both get a point there, which I'm happy about. And next up, the Rose Bowl. The last regular Rose Bowl, by the way, going forward, this will be a cultural playoff game every year. Good. With the expanded playoffs. Is it good, or are you going to be sad seeing the Pac-12, Big 12 thing? Big 10, sorry. Pac-12, Big 10. Wait, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, the fact that it's... So, every year, the Rose Bowl is a Big 10 versus Pac-12 team. Right, but I mean... It with... won't be that going forward. It will well, with... be a college ball playoff game unless a Big 10 and Pac-12 team are seeded that way. So, I... I don't really care all that much i think it's i think as a prominent bowl game it should be the bowl game should that bowl game should be worth more and i think having it in the playoff is actually better for it rather than just the two conferences so that's i i don't care that much yeah okay i just want your thoughts on that but here at penn state 28 26 i had utah 33 21 uh, Penn State won 35-21, so Kiernan gets a point there. And that brings the score total to Kiernan with 40.5 to myself with 31.5 with one game to go. But this one game, Kiernan, is worth 9.5 points. Love it. The national championship game, number one Georgia versus number three TCU. Kickoff is Monday at 7.30. Just make the fucking game Saturday night. It All season, it's Saturday, except for bowl season. But just make the national championship Saturday night. Jesus yeah, Christ, it's not so that hard. Dumb. It is at the softest stadium in America, SoFi, a.k.a. no tailgating allowed, in Los Cowards. Angeles, California. Are we surprised? It's fucking L.A. <laughs> they probably just didn't want Georgia fans barking and waking everyone up in the suburbs near it. Probably. Uh Georgia is a minus 13 with a 62 and a half over under Kiernan. Who do you have? So last year, if you recall, I said I was voting for Cincinnati to pull up or pull off an upset win. Now I was horribly mistaken. I will not make the same mistake twice. Give me Georgia. Give me 38, 34, it's going to be another fun fucking game. It's true. If, like, three weeks ago, I would have said there's no chance that TCU even fucking makes it to this game. Yeah. Michigan's going to dominate them. J- JJ's going to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. They're going to run all over them, do whatever they want. I was clearly fucking wrong. And we have a special shirt designed. That if TCU pulls this off, we are releasing Kiernan. I have decided. 
I have decided that we are releasing the Frogs Make Me Horny shirt. Oh, yes. Let's Give me the it. Frogs 45 to 37. Oh, man, this is going to be such a good game. There are Natty picks. Uh, I'm really fucking excited for the Natty. Uh, no Alabama fan will admit this. It's been kind of nice not having a team in the running. Right? It's got, I have to do this every single year where I look at, you know, teams from the outside because uh, Penn State will never get in. And I just go, yeah, now I can just sit back, relax, and enjoy the football in front of me instead of having to stress out about it during the game. Yeah, it's kind of nice, Karen. I'm kind of jealous. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's 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 wonderful. Now, Every year I get to do this. <laughs> now it does not beat the joy of winning a national championship, but I I can't imagine it would. <laughs> yeah, fair. It's better fair. than losing one. Yo, I also know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, <laughs> you can you now have all three situations. The whole world knows how I feel because fucking we had to deal with that last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, but and our recording cut out, so we had to re-record this. So I'm going to try to do this a little less creepily because Karen said it was the creepiest thing I've ever done on this show. But we have a very special dog of the week. It is the camera crews from the Cotton Bowl and the Peach Bowl for finding the cutest girls in the stands and just putting them on screen for all of America to see. Uh, had me feeling like Brent Musburger. During the 2012 National Championship with Catherine Webb, now Catherine Karen. Uh, but, and also, breaking news, we have found their TikToks. And by we, I mean some creep on Twitter. And I'm now just going to tell you all, because I'm not much better. <laughs> yeah, Catherine Gerd one, Catherine with a C, Gerd, G-U-R-D, on TikTok. Her... Two videos about being on national television have a combined 9 million views, which is insane. Good lord. And then uh, the Tulane, the brunette, I feel weirder about specifying them by hair color. But F.A.Z.123 and those cameramen are doing, cameramen and women, camera people, are doing God's work and I appreciate them. So, fuck you, Caleb Williams. Let's give these camera crews the Heisman. <laughs> they've earned it give it uh, America what it wants <laughs> yeah I mean like those games were great games and they were only made better but speaking of creeps on the internet did you see JJ McCarthy's dad try, try to like feel up his girlfriend no what oh we I gotta find it and send it to you but yeah so they were like celebrating or sad i forget what point of the game it was at but he was like rubbing he like rubbed his hand against her ass or like his finger oh that's so weird it, it was really weird oh oh yeah no no no. i did see this sorry sorry i for a second i didn't know what you're talking about but yes i do remember seeing this it, and it's not like he's just getting out there at age and forgot that like his wife and his son's girlfriend switched places no they were on the same sides of him the entire time Yikes, that's a bad look. Weird, like, it, like, 20 years ago, shit, even maybe 10 years ago, nobody would have really done any, like, nobody would have known about this. Right. Maybe his friends would have seen it and brought it up and, like, but it would have been like, a, oh, I, like, I just wasn't paying attention. No, you could, like, you could re-watch this multiple times. 
this is the most important thing that happened at this year's CFP. Yeah. The most oh, important God. part of the Fiesta Bowl was this. I, oh. I don't care about Max Duggan dominating. Not even do- that, like playing phenomenally, but. That's so cringy. Jesus. Yeah. So can you remember anything I say might be weird, but I have never done that. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, God. It's awful. Yeah, not great. Not a great look for Mr. McCarthy there. But, Karen, it's it's been a fun season. We still have another episode or two to go before we take our break. But both our team seasons are over. What would you grade Penn State season? Uh, well, I'd, I'd give it a B minus B, somewhere around that range, because it was good enough to where they were 11 and two uh, or 12 and two with the, the Rose Bowl win. Making it to the Rose Bowl was huge. Winning the Rose Bowl was even better. So that kind of, I would say, bumps it up to a B. Um, the one thing, though, is that we can seemingly not beat Michigan and Ohio State. Now, granted, we have the years where it's a one-off sort of situation where we beat one of them at home and the other we lose the other one away which i totally understand but we got stomped at home by michigan and lost on the road to ohio state which is halfway expected um and i just think that it's good enough especially with the bowl win um but i think that with uh sean clifford gone and the the mistakes and critical situations now, hopefully over with, uh, I think that can that will help us in the future because Drew Lawler got in there multiple times during the year and saved our bacon and, and he looked good doing it. So that that's what I'd say. Probably B, B minus B. Is that the change you think will kind of maybe not improve upon it, but save your sanity, Drew Lawler? Uh, so Drew Lawler will save the sanity part. I think the biggest thing with Penn State is they need to fix their offensive line. I think their receivers are good enough that if Drew Aller has a few more seconds in the pocket, even even a split second more in the pocket than than Sean Clifford did, he'll be good. He can make the throw. He's got an from what I've seen, he's got a cannon of an arm and it's fairly accurate uh so I have no real issue with Drew Aller in and of himself, but the offensive line needs to be rock solid next year in order for us to really win those big games. That's fair. Um, keep in mind, Kiernan, Penn State, and Alabama both have the same record right now. Uh, Alabama gets an F. Yeah, see, it's very it's very subjective there, don't you think? Yeah. No, it's not. It, it's not. If you had expectations... If you had the most talented quarterback in Penn State's history, if you had expectations that this was going to be Penn State's best defense since, since arguably their greatest defense of all time, uh, if you had gotten the number one running back in the country out of the transfer portal, uh, what would your expectations be? Would 12-2 and two be a good expectation for that? No, it would be a natty. Yeah, so not even making the college football playoffs. I know they finished fifth, but that's a bad year with all the hype around the team. Yeah. Uh, changes to fix the team. Hope Jalen Milrow figures figures it out because he looked terrible in the A and M game, or 
hope Ty Simpson can do well. Uh, fire or don't retain Bill O'Brien. Get a better offensive coordinator. Shit, I really don't care if it's Scott Frost at this point. That's <laughs> in my mind. Um, He'd arguably do a better job. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to fire Pete Golding anymore. That's a common take that a lot of Alabama fans want. He's a great recruiter. He knows how to get guys in the program. I do want a co-defensive coordinator, though, one who will like call the plays and more practicing stuff. But I don't want to fire Pete Golding. If he'll take a reduced role or like a share responsibilities, I'm fine with him staying. But yeah, uh, change to the coordinator position and reload and pray to God that our quarterback room figures itself out. And oh, get better receivers. Although they look pretty good in the in the Sugar Bowl, so hopefully that's yeah. sign of things to come. It also could have been Bill O'Brien was like, oh, shit, this is the last thing NFL teams will look at before they hire me. So let's just do well. Let's stop calling screens every play. Yeah, it did look like a very different Alabama offense on Saturday. Or It looked how it should have. And I feel weird saying that because they yeah. did average. Or no, they didn't average. They did not average well, but they had like a high ranked offense. I don't know why based on the SP plus rankings. I don't know what goes into that. It makes no sense. But yeah, no, it, it was terrible. Uh, we had this level of success because of Bryce Young, and he's gone. So we got to figure it the fuck out on offense. Oh, and also don't give up 52 points to Tennessee. That would help. Yeah. So that's where the co-defensive coordinator comes in. <laughs> so that's it for this week. Uh, it's been a fun season, Kiernan. I know we got one left, but got about, I think, 20 episodes down this year. No, 23 this would be. 23, 24. So it's been a fun year. Everyone have a fun, safe weekend. Don't drink too much. And if you do, don't drive. And remember, frogs make me horny. One, two, three. <laughs> so they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals. So they hired someone who killed Stu. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well. Thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's gonna go eight and four this year, and half those kids are gonna transfer. Are you sure?